Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Artist Mark Tatuli announced earlier this year that he was handing off his comic strip, Heart of the City. The decision surprised a lot of people. Tatuli is the strip's creator. He's been at its helm for all 22 years it's been syndicated. But the Funny Pages favorite isn't going away. Instead, a new artist is taking over, and she lives right here in St. Louis. Christina Stewart is better known as Steens. The Washington Report, the Washington Post reports that she's one of the only African-American women in charge of a strip that runs in so-called mainstream newspapers. It's quite a coup, and it's all the more impressive because Steens is only 29 years old. And so joining us today to talk about her new ownership of this long-running strip is Steens. Steens, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you guys? Now, I understand you didn't originally seek out to take over Heart of the City. They approached you. What was your reaction when they reached out and mentioned this opportunity? Um, At first, I was a little surprised because I don't really know anyone in the comic strip industry. I'm definitely more in the comic book industry and graphic novels. So at first, I was like, how did you even find me? (laughs) 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 But um, after she started talking about it, I was like, you know what? I should give this a try because I think it's something that I would really like doing. And in fairness to your note of humility there, I understand they found you because you had illustrated this graphic novel and you'd won a major award for doing this. And, you know, you were starting to get some real attention for your art. But it is still a big difference to go from graphic novels to a comic strip. Can you tell us a little bit about that that change? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with graphic novels and and comic books, you're always thinking about the larger story, and each page doesn't have to stand on its own, you know? But with comic strips, every single strip has to be standalone. Every strip has to have a punchline at the end, and all the while, there has to be an overarching story that goes from, you know, beginning of the week to end of the week. So it's definitely a lot more about puzzling and figuring out how to put this story together. And trying to put it together in such a a succinct format. I mean, basically, you're dealing with three panels. I guess sometimes you can maybe go to four, but that's so (laughs) short. It's super short. I mean, I've been known to to cheat a little and go to like four or five by playing with the paneling. But I think that comes from my background in in graphic novels is being able to use the page how I want it. And so I'm trying to find a way to bring that into strips as well. You know, you can do more than just three boxes. Let's get creative. Now, before they reached out to you for this, had you been much of a reader of, of the comic strips? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I grew up reading comic strips. Those were the first comics I ever read. I was reading Jumpstart and Curtis and uh, Kathy and, you know, Peanuts, all the the good classics. And um, it's really kind of surreal to see that I'm going to be in papers as well, you know? Yeah, I mean, here you are. You've got this thing that was was almost handed to you that it's such a big deal. I mean, people work their whole life to get a a strip into syndication. I imagine you probably had a different idea of how you thought your life was going to play out. You went to Maryville University. What did you study when you were there? So I studied studio art. um, And while I was there, I did kind of have a focus on illustration. But, you know, I find this happens a lot to art students. You know, they give you the the tools to hone your craft. But when it comes to actually putting it in action out in the workforce, that's when you you start asking yourself questions. You know, what am I actually going to do with this? So um, that kind of leads to why I jumped around a lot, you know, worked at a comic book store, library, publisher, and, you know, all the while I'm still drawing. So 
Yeah, it's the direction isn't very linear for sure. So, and as you mentioned, you were working at Star Clipper. That's a, mm-hmm. uh, obviously one of the top comic uh, stores here in town. I understand it's while you were there that you saw Brittany Williams' name on the Samurai Jack comment. Why was that an important moment for you to to find her work? Yeah, so, you know, I really do believe that, as corny as it sounds, seeing is believing. Um it never really occurred to me that I could make comics. You know, I never thought in my head, oh, I can't make comics. You know, that's not something I want to do. It just was never an idea that came to my mind. And I think a large part of why that is true is because I never actually saw people who looked like me doing those comics, Mm -hmm. you know? And so the second one I saw her name on there, I recognized her because I was following her online. I was like, wait a second, she's a black woman. She's making comics. I can do that too. And finally, like it kind of clicked for me. So I'm really happy that um, I'm getting the, the, the notoriety that I have so that I can kind of be the same thing for other black uh, comic creators. So that moment when you realized this is something she was doing, was that when you gave yourself permission to explore this in a more ambitious way? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was doing, you know, small illustrations and... Um, just kind of playing around with with art but after I saw that I really got into working with the local um, art group Ink and Drink Comics Um, so they do a uh, an anthology of comics every season based on a genre of comics so westerns romance horror all of that and we all work together to put these comics uh in a a book that we sell and then once it sells we use that money to create the next one so it's a really great community and it was after i actually visualized myself making comics that i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do this (laughs) that's so cool and and i'm so glad you gave yourself the permission to do this and you know it's obviously led to you know you're walking right through that door and at such a young age but I wonder if with that, there just comes this sense of responsibility. Like now you feel like you can't just be Steens. You also have to be Steens, the role model for younger girls who might be in that same situation you were in. I know. Is that scary? Yeah, it's it's a little scary. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying, actually. Um, I mean, I remember when I was looking up, you know, information about other uh, comic strip artist and I've always had a really soft spot in my heart for Jackie Orms like I have her portrait like tattooed on my arm she's the first black female uh, cartoonist mm. and so I was like you know what I, I need to find out like who else is out there doing syndicated comic strips and you know I knew of Barbara Brandon Croft because I was reading you know where I'm coming from and I knew that my friend Bianca Eunice was also doing it she just got syndicated with six chicks and then I was like okay who else who else who else and that was it there was, <laughs> so was no like, one else yeah so wow. the fact that it's just like the three of us is is kind of daunting you know um, that seems extremely to, daunting. I mean, have the three of you, <laughs> have you formed like a text group where you can like buck each other up? I mean, that that seems yeah. really scary. Yeah, actually, like I just got into like an email thread with the both of them. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. I'm actually talking to the Barbara Brandon Croft. That's she's awesome. Person. <laughs> and I'm sure she's very excited, though, to know that there is one more. I mean, if there's only three of you, that seems like that is yeah. a huge you're a 33 percent increase just by just by showing up. I know, I know. And it's really interesting because, you know, I was telling her about, you know, how fortunate I am to be working with Andrews McMeal syndication on this. 
Paris, and Bianca was talking about how she's working with, uh, I believe it's King Features, and Barbara was like, happy to see that we were putting our names out there and actually doing it, because when she was pitching where I'm coming from, both Andrews McNeil and King Features denied her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the fact that the two other, you know, black women are, are doing it to companies that denied her, you know, 30 years ago is, you know, it's interesting to think about. Yeah, no, that's that's good to see that turnaround. So tell us a little yeah. bit about Heart of the City. For people who aren't yeah. familiar with this this strip, what's the idea, uh, the, the organizing conceit? So it's about Hart Lamar. She is a middle schooler now. She lives in Philly, and she lives with her single mother, and she has uh, her two friends, Dean and Kat, and it's really about her being a precocious young girl wanting to have fame and fortune and be the center of attention. Um, And so when I took it over, I decided I was going to add another character. I wanted to make sure that Hart had more friends of color, considering she lives in, you know, the city and and that's what the world looks like. Yeah, she's she's um, living in Philly. I mean, that's a city a lot like St. Louis. You wouldn't expect yeah. anybody living there would have friends of that were all white. Yeah, exactly. So that's one of the things that I wanted to really step into with this new comic is bring that, you know, diversity to the forefront because it's always there in real life. So it should be there reflected in comics as well. Um, So the direction that I'm taking it is definitely more focused on her middle school um, issues and adventures. Um, Before it was definitely about, you know, her being a a young girl and young girls uh, can be silly and and kind of eccentric. And I want to be able to keep that uh, theme at the heart but just move it more towards now she's a middle schooler and things are going to change. So she's growing up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And she's grown up since Mark Tatuli had been creating it. You know, when it first started, I believe she was like six years old. And so over those 22 years, she has grown up. So now that she's a middle schooler, I'm like, okay, now we can get into some some really interesting storylines. Yeah. Just, oh, kids being kids, you know? <laughs> that's, that's such a heavy time for girls. I think there's a lot you can explore if you feel like the yeah. newspapers are ready for that. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely feel very fortunate to be working with um, Andrew McNeil and my, my editor, Sheena Wolf, over there because she's allowing me to do pretty much anything with this story. You know, we're going to talk about friendships and, and how to actually be a good friend to somebody and gender and relationships and family dynamics, you know, all that sort of stuff all wrapped in, you know, little humorous vignettes. And so this is the first week where your panels have been running instead of Mark mm-hmm. Tatuli, the creator. That's obviously a huge moment. You've, you've released this yeah. work upon the world. What kind of reaction are you getting to it? Uh, a lot of negative. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's another thing I didn't really know about the comic strip industry compared to the comics industry. With comics, I feel like everyone knows everyone. And we're all kind of like buying each other's work and really kind of being very supportive about comics and getting things out there. But comic strips, people are very set in their ways. You know, mm-hmm. they people get used are, to it being that, you know, they, it's been the yeah. same guy for 22 years. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, my first week has not been the best week, but um, I definitely have been seeing a lot of support, though, and I am I'm very happy that people are, you know, open to seeing this change, you know, because I'm not making an entirely new comic. I'm adapting one that's been going on for 20 years, so I can understand where 
the uh, hesitation comes from, but you know, there's hesitation and then there's outright mean, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I hope there won't be more of that. That that sounds awful. But I will say I looked at your first week of strips and I think they look great. And we're going to include Thank a you. link to them within our post about this interview. That'll be at stlpublicradio.org if people want to go check those out um, and maybe leave some encouragement for Steens because I think you are off to a great start and I'm so excited to see where this is going to go. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Well, Steens, thank you so much for joining us today. And and I know that there's um, even bigger things coming for you. So I hope you'll stay in touch as as this strip takes off and and your career continues. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.